Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman, and I am the founder of Directional Ministries located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Today is Sunday, April the 15th. Let's go and open up our Bibles to Matthew chapter number 6. Matthew chapter number 6, and today we're going to be focusing on verses 16 through 23. Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou fastest, anoint thine head, and wash thy face, that thou <clears throat> appear not unto men to fast, but unto thy Father which is in secret, and thy Father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, or where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye, and if therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness." Let's pray. Father God, we do come before you today and ask that you'd open our eyes to see and our ears to hear, our hearts to understand the things that you have for us today. Lord, you know the needs that are represented on both sides of this microphone. Ask, Father, that you would meet them according to your riches and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> today, what we're going to deal with is some practical spiritual matters. In this passage, Jesus gives his Jewish disciples instructions on some practical things. He teaches them on fasting in verses 16 through 18. He teaches them on giving in verses 19 through 21. And he teaches them on looking in verses 22 through 23. It boils down to the fact that there, are, there is spiritual help in what you don't eat, what you don't keep, and what you don't seek. So let's first look at what you don't eat, the issue of fasting. The first thing that we see is that fasting is not to be done for appearances. Paul said this to the Ephesians in chapter 6, verses 6 through 7, Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart, with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men. When I think of Lent, this can be a prime example of fasting for appearance. Everybody does it at the same time. It begins with the black ashes displayed on the forehead so that the whole world will see that they're giving up something for God. But the bottom line is that while fasting, the appearance should be normal and should be between you and God according to the words of our Lord in this text. Now, is fasting for today? I believe so. As a matter of fact, Jesus said so in Matthew 9:15 when he said, "Can the children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom shall be taken from them, and then they will fast." Also the apostles did it in Acts chapter number 13 in verses 2 through 3. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. And then also Paul, the apostle to the Gentiles, did it in 2 Corinthians eleven twenty-seven. In weariness and painfulness and watchings often in hunger and thirst in fastings often in cold and in darkness. So understand what fasting is. 
Fasting is not to align God's will with our will, but to align our will with God's will. Now, in spite of all this, it is a discipline that is often neglected by especially American Christians. It's interesting that physiologists tell us that when there's no food in the stomach, there's a greater blood flow to the brain. Now, you can actually think clearer when you're not digesting burgers and fries. Imagine that. I mean, it's not hard to believe because when I get full, the conversation is pretty much over because I want to rest. When I speak at conferences and things, no one wants to be the guy that speaks right after lunch. Very difficult to hold an audience at that point. That's when you put up your your funny guy for the most part. Because once you overcome the first pangs of hunger and fasting, your thinking processes are more focused and clearer than ever. On the other hand, if you have two Whoppers and a couple of shakes, all you want to do is sleep. Now, the second thing that he looks at is what you don't keep or giving. In verses 19 through 21, he says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So the major problem with money is the accumulation of it, and not the money in and of itself. Luke 12, 15, Jesus said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness. For where a man's life consisteth not, for a man's life consisteth not in the abundance of things which he possesseth. Also in Ecclesiastes verses five through ten, he that loveth silver shall not be satisfied with silver. We are constantly warned in Scripture that wealth accumulated here on this earth will rust, get eaten, it'll decay, or it'll get stolen. Job reminded us in Job 121, naked came out, came out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return thither. So the only way to keep it is to give it. Treasures in heaven are only laid up as treasures on earth are laid down. In other words, when you lay it down, you send it ahead. Now, notice what Jesus said to the rich young ruler in Matthew 19, 21. Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give it to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. In the parable of the ten pounds, the Lord showed us that the man who made the ten pounds in service to the Lord got to keep it. As a matter of fact, not only did he get to keep it, but he got more. In Luke 19, 24, He said unto them that stood by, Take from him the pound and give it to him that hath the ten pounds. You see, you can tell a lot about your heart by how you give. You see, in verse number 21, the Lord says, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Uh, James warns in, um, in James chapter 4, and verse number four, ye adulterers and adulteress, know ye not the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever there shall be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. You see, if your treasure is in the earth, your heart will also be in the earth. If your treasure is in heaven, your heart will also be 
in heaven. Philippians 3.19, whoso end is, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is their shame, who mind earthly things. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. George Truett once said, if you're not right with God in your giving, you're not right with God in any other area of your life. And then thirdly, the Lord dealt with what you don't seek or looking. In verses 22 through 23, he says, The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? So the Lord is dealing with what you don't seek in looking. In this section, the Lord's admonition is to keep a single eye. And what that literally means is to stay focused. Jesus kept his eyes clearly focused while he was here on this earth in three ways that I see in scripture. Number one, he was blind and deaf to anything that was ungodly. And the Bible says in Isaiah 42, 19, who is blind but my servant or deaf as my messenger that I sent? Who is blind as he that is perfect and blind as the Lord's servant? Seeing many things, but thou observest not, opening the ears, but he heareth not. You see, the Lord was blind and deaf to anything that was ungodly. He turned away from it. He didn't look on it. He didn't meditate upon it. He steered clear of it. And then secondly, he did not judge with his eyes and with his ears. In Isaiah, speaking of our Lord, Isaiah eleven three, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. In other words, our Lord looked deeper than just words and just actions. He looked at the heart. You know, not all things that you hear are true and not all things that you see are true. I had a brother in Christ many years ago. He used to tell me and say, Brother Dwayne, believe only half of what you hear, what half of what you see and none of what you hear. You see in Psalm 44, 21, it says, shall not God, God search this out for he knoweth the secrets of the heart. Not all things are as they appear. We're very quick to pass judgment on situation and on people based on just by what we see and what we hear. And it's not always true. So the Lord did not judge simply with his eyes and his ears. He looked further than that. He looked at the heart. And then thirdly, he did those things that were pleasing to God. In John chapter 8, verse 28, Then Jesus said unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself. But as my father hath taught me, I speak these things. And he that sent me is with me. The father hath not left me alone. I do always those things that please him. So you see, he did those things that were pleasing to God. And then we saw that he did not judge with his eyes and his ears only. And he was blind and deaf to anything that was ungodly. In like manner, application for you and me, <clears throat> we are to serve the Lord. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 22, Servants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in singleness of heart, fearing God 
And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord you will receive the reward of your inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. The simplest way to keep our eyes single is to keep our eyes on Jesus and his word. Psalm 119.105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. God bless you. Hope that you have a great Lord's Day. Remember that he loves you, wants the best for you, and he's working all things out for your good. 